Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. Oh, I wish I was dead Bill Hicks. It's episode number 296. Uh, and it's been a while since we had a podcast. I noticed someone on Twitter earlier saying when a podcast is going to become more regular again. And to you, sir, the answer is I don't know. So when, when, we, when we get sorry, when we get the big bucks, when we get the big Hello Fresh money, that's <laughs> that's that's when we'll start committing to a schedule. But in I, the meantime, what, I mean, listen, we could do every week, and that and and we used to do that, and in many ways, perhaps we've got lazy. But also, like, there's so many games in the championship to cover. Like, I feel like we'd run out of things to say if it was the same thing. I kind of almost prefer what we're going to do today, Dave. Hello. In that we've not podded since we thumped Sunderland, um, which was hilarious. Um, And March has looked really interesting. So instead, we're going to like holistically look at March. um, And I kind of prefer that to, to... each week reacting maybe not that's just my excuse really it's because we we try and podcast and then things happen and it doesn't work dave you are here it is just you david callishaw me chris brammer for today's little chat how are you doing you've you've wrote your your voice is back yes yes it's had uh, plenty of time to recover i didn't get quite as uh animated watching I'll be honest, the highlights of uh, Stoke Norwich <laughs> than I did uh, at the Stadium of Light. Uh, yeah, March Madness, baby. It's uh, It's been a good, good month for uh, the Stoke City Potters. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I was thinking, uh, based on what you've just said, you know how, like, what's the name of that publication? The Blizzard. You know how they do, like, a quarterly magazine? And yeah, it's the yeah, real, yeah. The real football sophisticates. It's not like, like, <laughs> Match Magazine, which comes out every week. We'll, ju- we'll just be, like, the high-class, sort of measured uh, Stoke podcast who it's... tries not to be as reactionary. Uh, but but less <laughs> fun in that. It's funny that you say that off uh, rhyme start that was a Stuart Lee reference, because as we said before we started recording, I feel like the core demographic of this podcast is just wankers who like Stuart Lee. Um, <laughs> that is that is the dem- demographic for this podcast, and everyone else can go and listen to the BBC one or any of the other really uh, nice podcasts. The the Potter's podcast doesn't have an ongoing uh, battle with the internal self, does it? No, no. And let's the less we, the less we say about the YYY files, the the better, eh? The the better. But also, congratulations, Ben. Uh, <laughs> So, oh yes, I just remember. Yeah, yeah, you just remember. Dead. Yeah, Ben, ben had some good news, didn't he? Yeah, he put it on, he put it on his socials. Um, <laughs> I was like, congratulations on having a nice Stoke podcast. He does well. Also, that as well. Um, so yes, the last time we were here, uh, Stoke had beaten Sunderland, and it was really, really good. But there was, um, from what I remember, an overall like, ah, March is going to be really bloody tough. So. Hold on to your hats. Let's not get carried away. I'm trying not to get carried away. But we then went and beat Blackburn, which I didn't expect, albeit the Blackburn game was really... Like, I'm looking back at it and like, oh, 3-2. And it really annoys me that it's 3-2 because for 85 minutes... We were smashing them up. (laughs) Yeah. We were so good. Yeah, I think there's there's in America these kind of... 
you know, whatever they call stag weekends. What do they call stag weekends in America, Chris? Bachelor party. Bachelor party. There's these bachelor party things where you can go to a room with like a sledgehammer and just start smashing. <laughs> uh, and I think that was us. That was us against Blackburn. I'm trying to um, get our midfield renamed the Wrecking Crew because that was basically what they were doing. Just like tackle, tackle, pass, pass, tackle, pass, smash, mm-hmm. yellow mm-hmm. card, yellow card, shoot, smash, tackle, go, ah. Um, yeah. And it was it, Great stuff, absolutely fantastic stuff. Yeah, the uh, the the eventual scoreline is uh, a bit annoying, considering it was eighty five minutes of pure dominance, and we saw some great stuff. Uh, great finish from Terry's Campbell. Josh Laurent was on one. Uh, Dwight Dwight Gale just popping mm-hmm. up doing business, and and the Hoover Man uh, <laughs> scored two. He's the, the, the Hoover Man. <laughs> He's he scored seventy five percent of his career goals in the space of three days for us. Yeah, yeah. And now we've turned him into a winger. Yeah. Well, good things. I good things can't last. Um. Yeah, it, I mean the Blackburn game really was. It wasn't frustrating. Like three two, it's annoying looking back on it because that doesn't really tell the whole story because it was just wonderful to watch it was really good and especially off the back of the Sunderland game where mm. um it was you know it, it it felt a little bit um like we'd done, done done so well but then if we kind of hadn't backed it up it's ah uh, well yeah um, it, it proved it wasn't Tony a Mowbray was yeah Tony Mowbray was right and then he oh Tony Mowbray that's another thing Tony Mowbray being absolutely bitter um when Sunderland went away was it away? They were, they beat Norwich or something, didn't they? And then he was talking about, oh, you know, Stoke don't play football. It's all the stuff we've heard before, but it's absolutely... I love rattling people. It's Bringing great. it back to 2008-era Tony Mowbray. I mean, you, fair fair play to him. He's kept a consistent character uh, for 15 <laughs> years, uh, which is, you know, fair going. Um, yeah, uh, what I think is quite an interesting side product of uh, March Madness is that um, we've proper, properly intensified the uh, Sunderland rivalry and it's, be- it's going <laughs> to become a, a proper thing. I think next season it could be a real uh, pair of absolute mm. battles uh, in the league. Uh, not that I don't, I don't think they're going to get the playoffs really, are they? Um, and yeah, because of the Mowbray comment and then Alex Neil biting back at that comment, um, I think it's I think it's going to be really interesting to see this rivalry sort of forge between the two teams. Um, I, and I don't think Mowbray was wrong in what he said, um, but it's the the way it came across was so mm-hmm. kind of bitter and like so the the classic Tony Mowbray. Oh, they're anti football. He is right in that we kind of don't want the ball. We don't really excel as has been evidenced by quite a few home games this season we don't really excel at breaking teams down and i guess norwich would be evidence in that uh camp although we did create the clear cut chances to win which i'm sure we'll get onto um but i think the story of this month and this i think maybe it was slightly simmering away in the month before that was we are starting to turn it around um like i said the the blackburn performance and the manner in which we kind of went into that lead it proved Sunderland wasn't a fluke it um it shows that he's kind of found his system now uh that he's happy with and can excite the fans and I think perhaps even more impressive than the Blackburn result was 
uh, the Middlesbrough performance, which obviously will be gutted not to have won, but Middlesbrough have been sweeping teams aside, especially at home all season. Uh, Akpom has just, he's kind of been the league's Harlan, doesn't he? He's just been scoring goals for fun. And of course he scored against us, but we've, you know, we've fought our way back into that game and considering they've got a lot more riding on it than us, that's a huge mm. uh, bonus for us. And Norwich had more to play for than us and we we were probably, you know, sat there thinking, well, we look like the top six side and they look like their season's kind of over already. So promising, promising signs. Uh, I think I said last week that I've kind of I've done a bit of a mea culpa on Alex Neal. Um I think now he's found his his team and found his formation. We we look like a team with a plan. We look like we're uh, heading upwards rather than stagnating, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm just very I'm a very content boy at the minute, Chris. <laughs> well, that's that's good. That is what we'd we'd want you to be a nice content little little man. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, the March Madness has been. A little bit mad. If you'd have said at the start of the month that we were going to get eight points out of twelve, like that's—I don't think anyone realistically would have would have thought that. And I think I can't remember who it was. Maybe on the last podcast said like seven points would be very, very, very good. Um. So yeah, I mean, like it's March has been great. Yeah. Um, it's it's been. It's yeah. It's been it's been. Yeah. A lot of a lot of fun, and I think the fact it was so close to twelve as well, like with yeah. the Borough and the Norwich games, it it's it's the consistency of performance we've been lacking for so long that that not not necessarily putting runs of results together, but putting you know runs of performances together. We've got four really strong performances in a row there, um, mm. which is obviously terrific. But at the same time, it highlights. Those areas in which we're deficient, particularly up front, particularly with kind of it was we had two strikers, well, two forward players left, and we'd moved Hoiver up to right wing, and we had you know a kid on the bench in Gale's absence, and Brownie, bless him, I mean, you know I love Jacob Brown, but yeah, it, <laughs> it really underlines like God, like even something close to an Akpom would see this team absolutely storm yeah. this division. Yeah, and you know what? That is um, that is one thing I've seen consistently across um, the various social medias is that aside from the loan signings, who we'll, we'll talk about them in, in a bit in terms of any of them you'd like to keep after the season, but aside from any of those, the, the key thing we need is just a... It's not even like a 20-goal-a-season striker, which everyone wants, but it's someone with a bit more of a presence up front. Um yeah, bless Jacob Brown. I I love him as well, but he he he's he's not the best at finishing, is he? Um, yeah. And Dwight Gale is Dwight Gale. He's thirty thousand years old. He um yeah. Don't get me wrong. He's he's had in, in this month. He's had some decent performances, but um yeah, he, he's not. It's not a long term thing. I'm. I don't know. I saw someone discuss about put it like why why is Tyrese not our go to person up front all the time? But I kind of he is I better like off. What... He's better off the wing. He's better it's, off that left yeah. wing cutting in. I think. I think it's just it's no coincidence that since he's 
being played consistently there in these last four games. I think he's had some of his best football mm. for a long time. Um, he scored, what was it, two against Sunderland, one against Blackburn. Um, he's looked dangerous. Uh, he's he's our best forward by a mile. And when you've got players that good, you want them playing in their best position. And for me, mm-hmm. it's no question. Whilst, yes, he is a better finisher than Brown, Ty- Tyrese Campbell never really scores tap-ins, well, apart no. from that Sunderland one. But if <laughs> a Tyrese Campbell goal, if you picture a Tyrese Campbell goal in your head, he's cut inside, he's opened up, uh, and he's shot into the far hand corner from where he is, and that's mm-hmm. why he needs to be he, on the wing. Yeah, he work he works well when he's got space around mm-hmm. him. Whereas what I think people have been asking for then is more of a physical number nine who can be who 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 can be that like presence up front, either holding the ball off or um, laying it on or scoring themselves. Like it, and yeah. certainly under this under Alex Neal, I feel that is some that is kind of how he wants to play. Yeah, that's the key area, isn't it? I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a I don't know Andy Carroll style target man <laughs> because I think what Gale I thought Gale had a fantastic game against Blackburn, and I thought what he did really well was he did the dropping back stuff and then using the two wingers going forward, almost like I'm not comparing them at all in terms of ability, but like Kane <laughs> does for Spurs, you know, he'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. he'll he'll drop back and kind of almost you know, quarterback it from this. So mm. kind of a bit false 90, I guess. Um, the, yeah. But deep, yeah, so... Deep so lying deep. forward. Mm. Mm. To, to use the terms. Absolutely. It, it, yeah, he, he yeah comes deep, allows those players to run on a little bit. Yeah, I, and I think, I think we've seen the best out of Gale when he's been doing that. He's yeah. like... We've it's been said all season. Dwight Gale is no longer the person who has that burst of pace. Um, yeah. Don't get I, I saying that I don't think he, he's he's not like a slow old man, but he was a player no. who would like when 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 you think of Dwight Gale during his like heyday, you think is, of him as fox in the box kind of yes, snaff, snaffling everything up. Whereas what we're seeing yeah. now is he's actually to be fair to Gale, he's kind of become that deeper line player, and he's he has got better at it as the season has progressed. Mm-hmm. I think and mm-hmm. definitely playing in the threes helping. That said, about recent good performances, I I think everyone agrees we still need to look at someone else in that position in the summer. Oh god, yeah. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, but I would say that if you were naming our starting lineup like unrestricted, um, now from now on, he probably would be in. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, I'm just I'm just looking at the Norwich, uh, the, the article from the BBC on the Norwich, um, game where they mention about Stoke City favorite Angus Gunn. That's that's not true. He wasn't a favorite. Stoke City favorite. No, I just made that up, Dave. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> Uh, goalkeeper Angus Dunn was instrumental in helping Norwich close the gap to the playoff places to three points after a goalless draw at Stoke City. Goes on to mention that you know Jacob Brown um, was uh, twice stopped by by Angus Gunn. There was a chance for Will Smallbone. When you look at the when you look at the the statistics, um, I mean we absolutely dominated this Norwich game and. A few again on the socials, there was a few people. I've not, se- I've not seen anyone like be annoyed about it, but a fair few people been like, "Oh God, I'm annoyed we didn't, I think we didn't win that one." 
you know, no, no, no one's angry, but there is, we genuinely could have, should have mm. won it. Um, really, really good game, as you said. No, like if you if you were watching it with no idea, you wouldn't have thought that Norwich were the better performing team because we just we we've looked really, really good. Um, yeah. Sorry, did Angus Gunn played for us in the lockdown season? Did he? He did. Yeah, it's twenty right. twenty 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 one. Because when you when you said that the, the Stoke City favourite, <laughs> uh, I was like, "Did he play for us?" He, I, I thought I could have sworn he played for us, but I wasn't sure, so I had to check. And he played yeah. fifteen games for us, but I can was remember that, zero of them. Zero. Was of that? Them. Was it when every goalkeeper died and we had? Like oh yeah, that six, season six goalkeepers. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then he then he was cup. Was he then cup tied for the Spurs quarter final? So we got in the world's oldest man in. Uh, yeah, Lonergan. Lonergan. Ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, Lonners. I yeah. These there's going to be some really good quiz answers in the. Community. That was on my birthday. That game. It was bizarre. Just the most bizarre little fixture ever. <laughs> um. So in terms of player performances, then Dave. Um. Quite a few of the loan loaning boys have done doing well, aren't they? Two and Zabit has been. Decent. Sterling's pitting in some good performances. Ben Pearson is. Oh, I really like Ben Pearson. I've got to be honest. I know we 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 always knew he was a dick, but when he's yours, he's he's yeah, mm. kind of yeah, he's good. Um, hot, Hoover. hot, hot take coming up, Chris. Um, oh. Oh. I think that whilst the loan signings we've got have been, on the whole, really really good. Only one of them for me is essential, and that's Ben Pearson. I have enjoyed Hoover. I have enjoyed Sterling. I think Smallbones come on a lot, and Tuan Zebe looks a really, really good player as well. And I would like all of them next season. I would like all of them, but I know the reality is we probably won't get all of them. But if there's, if I had to pick one right now, I'm mm-hmm. picking Ben Pearson because I think yep. he's the only one of those who. If you take him out of the team, the whole thing falls apart. Uh, that's not true of the other five or six. Mm-hmm. No, I, do you know what? I, I would absolutely agree. If you could own, you, if you presented me with all our loan people and said you can only take one of them, though, uh, it's Pearson. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because he does. He's just we we've complained for quite a while about uh, like our midfield, and every now and again it's looked all right. But he has come in and. He just he made everything just that little bit more solid, mm. um, and and you know what I think with him playing, I think Josh Lawrence has played so much better. Um, I think that I mean that Josh Lawrence is a good player anyway, but I think that the the two of them have, they, they they work well, they do work well together. So yeah, he would be um, he, he would be the person. The most noticeable thing about our midfield now, um certainly compared to like when we first came down and we had good midfielders on paper, like Atebo, uh, Joe Allen. Uh, I don't know if Ndai was still there, but people like that, people who were, Ryan Woods, people who were considered like really good midfielders. And even sort of more recent seasons with Baker being there and Jordan Thompson, what our midfielders lacked is a certain um, energy and a certain knowing where the other people are going to be. Because mm-hmm. what we've needed to do when we're playing the system where 
uh, we're kind of absorbing attacks and need to break away is we, we need these passes to be sharp and quick and to the man and, you know, kind of no fucking about with it. No waiting for us to reset our shape and then attacking like that. We needed uh, real energy and, and dynamism there. And obviously Pearson gives you that from a defensive standpoint, breaking up the play, um, controlling the tempo of the game via his antics and whatever. But Lauren, Smallbone and Pearson look such a great trio right now because they all seem to know where each other are going to be. And that that could even mean like moving to the other side of the pitch. Sometimes Laurent will pop up on the wing or Smallbone pop up on the wing. But they, they all seem to trust each other. And that's a really, really positive sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. That, you've summarized it perfectly. Um, if we did sign him, right? Mm. I would want him not to wear number twenty-two. <laughs> it just—I don't know why. It just bothers that, me a little bit. Is it because it's Jordan Shakiri's number? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was thinking. Well, I mean, he's—he's he's t- one of the people. But yeah, I think I think you've got to be particularly um, talented to adopt that number <laughs> twenty-two. Hence, yeah. Taylor Swift, obviously. Um, it's. It's the Taylor Swift number, so you need to have like a certain artistic prowess, I guess. Yeah, well, tw- twenty-two yeah, is not it's... a defensive midfielder's number. He needs. No, to be... it's not. He's. I, I to be honest, Chris, I can't really remember many of our squad num- squad numbers. I know Campbell is ten. Um, I would struggle to remember the squad numbers of most of our team. Yeah. Um, well, here's here's an interesting thing, and it, it's not interesting, but it might be. I've gone on transfermarkt.com and looked at the history of the number 22 shirts within Stoke City. And apparently Gavin Kilkenny won it, wore Kil- it this season. <laughs> Kil- apparently Kil- Kilkenny apparently. Sam Surridge apparently wore it, as uh, did Sam, Sam Klukas, Jordan Shakiri, uh, Jack Butland, and then we're going back, Dave. So oh, can, I, can I think I've got one? I think I've got one. Go on, go on. Did Ar- Arna Gunn-Laugson wear 22? Yes, well oh, done! Get it in. Get well done! In. If we're going forward, so he was apparently the first person to wear 22. Uh, then we had Brian Wilson, Steve Guppy, Lewis Buxton. Uh, why have we got him on twice? Oh, we had two spells. Yep. Ibrahima Sonko, Danny oh. Collins, oh, John the legends. Caru, oh, no. And get even better, Breck Shea. <laughs> oh, God. So it wasn't really a shirt with much heritage. To be fair, uh, that, that is a. I don't think you could get a lower quality shirt number up until Shakiri. I don't think you've got a lower quality of players. Yeah, even after Shakiri, they went to Klukas and Surridge. Like, <laughs> mm. he was a bright star in the twenty-two. Yeah, that's that's, that's... <laughs> everything. Anyway. Will everything will be all right if you keep everything will be fine? You. Yes, yes. Oh, um, Pearson obviously is a person we would love to to keep around what about the other guys then is is there any that are realistically do you think I because don't, I, I have no idea about realistically at all because i don't know uh first of all i know the relegation battle in the prem might influence things whether wolves want to keep hoiver or southampton want to keep smallbone etc etc um so it's really hard to judge if i'm going for like personal preference if like after Pearson, who my next picks are, I think I'm going Sterling, then Tuanzebe. Um, that's and that's nothing against Hoiver, who I think has done really well. But again, I'm just thinking position positionally, like where have we looked the best? Uh, I think Sterling's just 
he's almost slightly gone under the radar, but he's just consistently mm. producing good performances. I think Tuan Zerbe, given the nature of our defence, I think obviously Jagielka is he's just a robot at this point, but <laughs> he he will malfunction at at some point. And I I would like Tuan Zerbe and Wilmot as a as a central defensive two. I think that's good because Morgan Fox, bless him, he's being drafted. And to be that's it. I think that's a point that's gone perhaps underappreciated. Morgan Fox filling in at centre half when he has done. He's done pretty damn well considering. Uh, so, oh, now was he responsible for the goal against Middlesbrough? Before I, <laughs> before I, uh, can, I can't remember. Um, <laughs> let's. I I conveniently forget points that contradict my point. That is the t- key to podcasting. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, just posi- positionally, uh, Sterling is our best right back. So keep Sterling, and I think Tuanzebe, he's. Clearly got Premier League quality in there, perhaps Premier League potential. Mm. I don't even know how old he is. Is he like twenty five or something? He's, yeah, he's one of those yeah. who's, who's felt like nineteen his whole life. Um, so, yeah, um, yeah, Hoyford would be good. And now Sarkic, I think it, I thought it was going to be a real, real blow losing Sarkic, and and it has been. But again. I think we're to be plugging on by with what is now looking more and more of a threadbare squad uh, is also credit to the manager as well because uh, Bomb to Bonham has, has come back and done fine, perhaps the old goal aside. But yeah, uh, we do need to keep it. But I feel like Sarkic is a replaceable element. We just need someone better than Bonham, which shouldn't be that difficult, Touchwood. Um, likewise, uh, I think Smallbone has been great, but we just need someone who can run around in midfield to that extent. And I think we can find similar players to Smallbone. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a nice problem to have in an extent. And it also gives me a bit of reassurance about the summer that even if we don't get all these lone players, then Neil is perfectly capable of getting getting some more in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, certainly his his uh, loney signings have been what he needed, and it's we're able to see what type of team Alex Neal wants to put together. Um, I I mean, you said it. You've you've kind of accepts that we may have been wrong about him, and uh, same to be honest. I, I football is football fans are fickle, aren't we? And mm-hmm. it's we're doing well so it's nice to see and so 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 yes our our support i think certainly we're seeing a much more competent side who is <laughs> able to yeah but you know what i mean it's we're, we're actually I, I have an idea of what we're trying to do and and that's hmm. this month's just been great some tweets um from twitter Brilliant. Uh, we, we old speckled Ben says we're playing with purpose and confidence. The atmosphere at the ground is completely transformed, which that is a really good point. Uh, fans lamenting a referee after the games rather than our owners or managers. Perhaps he does indeed know the entirety of football. <laughs> um, like, but no, that is a very good point. What a difference a month makes in terms of just getting everyone on side. There is a much more pleasant atmosphere. Yeah, um, and the the ground seemed fuller. Um, I know obviously mm. Friday nights are a bit crap, but I thought the Blackburn attendance looked quite ropey. But uh, the Norwich gate looked pretty damn good. And considering, let's face it, we're not going up this season 
Um, that that's obviously a good sign. We've sold out Coventry away at thirty pound a ticket, which is uh, good going as well. So that's what's needed to happen for quite some time, isn't it? These needed these runs of performances. Like I say, we're we're not like I don't think we're that entitled uh, as a fan base. We we're not asking the earth. We're asking for a sense of direction and purpose. And if you show mm-hmm. those things, the fact the fans will come back. If you build it, they in will. This case, they will, etc. <laughs> uh, ben Taylor, I'm Ben at I'm Ben Taylor on Twitter says I'd honestly have been happy with one point from the last three games. So five is fantastic. Took him a minute and a window, but looks like Neil has found a system. Let's just have some fun for the rest of the season. Make some of these loans permanent and improve again in the summer. And then Simon McIntyre at Durham Potter says the last month has been a total trans has seen a total transformation in the players and the fans. It feels fun to get fun to go to the stadium again. We are playing like a team that can light up the league. Get as many of these loans in as we can and recruit well, and we can finally have a great season. I suppose then uh to to look to the future somewhat. Are we I don't. I, I never want us to get too too excited because that's we're going to piss football. the league next season, Chris. We're going up, champions. But like, is, is not to write off this season. But is is there? What do you want to see now going into the last few last couple of months? What do we? Um, what do we? What do you want to see? Uh, we are five points off the top half with eight games to go. If we reach the top half, I would be really bloody chuffed with that. I think that would be a, a real, real statement of progress. It's going to be hard to achieve that, given how uh, towards the end of the season, I think performances naturally decline, especially when you're out of the running for the playoffs and all the rest of it. Um, I think so. If we get 12th or above, really pleased, especially if we finish above Sunderland, that would be quite, <laughs> quite uh, nice. Um I would like I'd like him to give some of the younger players a bit of a run out, perhaps more towards the end of the season, like Tesgul, right, Phillips, Lowe, um, see if they can make an impression, give them something something to think about uh, for the season coming up. Um I like that we've got this style and we seem settled on it, and I don't want to see it changed for, for at least the next few games. But maybe if, you know, we're sort of we've settled into a nice 13th place groove with three games to go, maybe try some other things out. I know he's not known as being the most kind of adept or exciting manager tactically, but worth trying out some other things, seeing if other system shapes work for us, uh, because, you know, sod it, why not at that point in the season? Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Very good. Well, what about you, Chris? What would you like to say? Oh, what would I like to see? Um, I don't know how realistic it is to to be like. I just want to see them play like they have done now until the end of the season. Um, for this like like how they have for this last month. But I certainly would like to see more uh, consistent performances. Um, yeah. I feel like we're getting that now. You know, we we're Chris, not gonna. Chris, oh. Chris Brammer just wants the status quo. He's such a lib. I just <laughs> that's it. I just. I just want to. I want to see marginal improvements. I just want to see us play as we mostly know we can. Um, it's 
I mean, I'm still clinging for that ninth place dream, but I don't know if that will come. Um, but top half would be would be considering where we have been this season. I think that would be a a, a brilliant achievement. Can well, you know, we could have <laughs> we could have been relegated, or we were flirting with that idea earlier. So um, no, yeah, I I I just want us some more consistent performances, please. Um, continue them, continue them, because this month's been great. Um. Our mate, our mate George, uh, has given us a question of the week, uh, dear, dear listener, um, and it is, and it is this: uh, if you were a ghost for a day, who would you haunt? Why and how? Um, Dave, if you were a ghost for a day, who would you haunt? Why and how? Um, if I was a ghost for a day, I would haunt um, Suella Braverman. Um, mm. Why? Uh, obvious reasons. Uh, how? How would I haunt her? Uh, just, you know, the classic Scrooge situation. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look, look at this. Why, why are you? Do- why are you doing that, silly woman? <laughs> I like it. I like it. And that the question then is to you out there, dear listener who we are very grateful for listening, even if we are sporadic in podcasts and not consistent, unlike Stokes' performances this month. But um, Dave, anything? Oh, no, he's got the guitar. He's got a guitar. Why do you have a guitar? Three years ago, Chris, I I performed uh, the well-known jam, Transfer Deadline Day, we signed James Chester. (laughs) Yes. I now have an updated uh, version. Okay. okay. Yeah. Transfer deadline day. We're going to sign Ben Pearson. <laughs> oh, wonderful. So performance, I should have said to play us out with a cut off his new album, <laughs> <laughs> David Callenshaw. Oh. Wonderwall. <laughs> uh, Dave, any other business before we wrap up? Uh, no, um, no, 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 no. Well, it's been lovely to chat. Lovely to chat here, um, and you all out there listening. Again, presumably, hopefully. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Uh, we will be back at some point. Um, hopefully, April will be just as good as March. But who knows? Uh, my Zoom, my Zoom's come up with a little thing saying "playing music?" Question mark. So professional <laughs> audio in audio settings. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, well, next time, next time we'll uh, we'll get that all set up. Right from us then. Thank you very, very, very much for listening. Goodbye to you, Dave. Goodbye for Goodbye, me. Chris. Go on. Stoke. No, don't go no. on, Stoke. <laughs> don't. That's bad luck. Don't go. No, bad Stoke. No, bad Stoke. Don't do that. <laughs> just, just keep on doing what you're doing. Believe. Believe. Yes, Ted Lasso. Believe. Oh, what a mess. <laughs>